<laughs> Hello everyone. Ah, wait, let me adjust my microphone a little bit. Okay. Hello everyone, my name is Prince Noel. Welcome to another episode on Soul Trail, where we inspire and encourage listeners to live a life of faith, hope, and love. Yeah, it's been a wonderful moment, I must say. It's been a wonderful moment, and I thank God for everything He has been doing in my life, in your life as well, because, I mean, the fact that we are alive, it's what's giving God the glory. So, if at all you have nothing to thank God for, we should at least thank Him for the breath of life. Amen. So, for the past two weeks, we've been talking about God's engineering and I did God's Engineering 2.0 last week. Today, this is the final episode for God's Engineering. So, this is God's Engineering 3.0 and the title of this one is A New Identity. A new identity the identity we have in christ this new identity we got it from christ and christ in god so before i go into this whole new identity i'll do a little bit of recap on what we taught last week on what i taught last week sorry because i mean it's from there i'll be able to go into this new identity so i need to refresh in our minds and also talk about a new things that i figured out while i was studying the word of god you get me so today i'll take my text from the book of genesis chapter 1 verse 26 and he said then god said let us make human beings in our image to be like us they will reign over the fish in the sea the birds in the sky the livestock all the wild animals on the earth and the small animals are scurry along the ground I'll take it again then God said let us make human beings in our image to be like us then they will reign over the fish in the sea the birds in the sky the livestock all the animals the wild animals on the earth and the small animals are scurry along the ground and in verse 27 he says and God made man and he made them man and woman and 28 he blessed man and said be fruitful and multiply fill the earth subdue the earth and rule you understand so this was god's blessing to man and god's plan was that man live an internal life here on earth but as a result of adam's mistake Adam's disobedience, sin came into the world and for the fact sin came into the world, it means death as well came into the world for the wages of sin is death and in the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 12 and 18 it says when Adam sinned, sin entered the world, Adam's sin brought death so death spread to everyone for everyone has sinned. Adam's disobedience brought sin and this sin brought death so death spread to everyone because invariably everyone sinned and if you remember god cursed adam when adam sinned when god found out that adam sinned god cursed him so and in verse 18 of romans chapter 5 he says 
Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's own act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and a new life for everyone. So, because of all these things that was going on, God needed to bring a change to the world because God loved everyone. He didn't love a set of people separately and hated the others. No, God loves every one of us. So that's why the book of John chapter 3 verse 16 said, for God so love the world. So God loves the world. He loves us. He loves what he created. He loves every single one of us. And that was why he had to send his son, Jesus Christ, to come and die for us on the cross of Calvary and redeem us of our sin that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. God sent us a Messiah to take away the sin of the world. Adam came and disobeyed God. Jesus came and obeyed God. So Jesus did the reverse of what Adam did for sanity to become. I don't know if you get me. Jesus did the reverse of what Adam did. Adam disobeyed God, but Jesus obeyed God because at some point, when uh, the soldiers came to arrest Jesus, Peter cut off the ear of one of them and Jesus was like, no, lay down your guard. On the norms, Jesus would have called angels to come and fight for them. But no, according to him, says the prophecy must be fulfilled so he's obeying the word of god he has to obey the word of god this prophecy has to be fulfilled so jesus had to do the needful he had to do what needs to be done because i mean at the time what must be must be for salvation he has to go through that pain and he didn't just go through the pain because of salvation but because of the love he has for us mankind so one thing remains eminent god's love for us is unchangeable it's unconditional and it's beautiful so jesus took away the the, the key of death in the book of revelation chapter 1 verse 18 he says i am the living one i was dead and now look i am alive forever and ever and i now hold the keys of death and hades so Jesus died and took away the key of death and he this. I remember I said that when Adam sinned, sin entered into the world and brought death. So death spread to everyone. So now Jesus died and he is alive. When he died, he took away dominion from the devil. Because when man sinned, devil took dominion from man. Devil, the devil took uh, the dominion of man, took the authority that man had inside of him. The devil took it away from man. So Jesus had to go and undo what was done by taking away the key of death and of hell. So now, the, the, the devil doesn't have rights over you. The devil doesn't have rights over your life. If you remember in the book of Job, the devil came before God and God was like, look at my servant Job. There is no one as faithful as he is. And the devil said, if you take away his wealth, he will serve you no more. And God told the devil, alright, go ahead and test him. But do not touch his life. You see it? But do not touch his life. So as of then, the devil had power over man. He could take away life from man. But 
God wasn't okay with this because I mean, when God created man, he gave us authority. That is why you can tell an angel to do something and an angel will go and do it for you because you have authority inside of you. The angel is more like the messenger and the devil was an angel. So the devil is under your feet, but because man sinned, the devil now felt he could take dominion of which he did he took dominion so as of then he could strike anyone he wants but god had to send his son jesus christ to come and redeem us from sin and he took away death and the key of hades so now the devil doesn't have right over your life why because the son of god the son of man has taken away the sin of the world and thereby taking away death because when sin came, death came. Do you understand me? So, he has taken away the sin of the world and invariably means he has taken away death from us. So now, we are reigning in dominion and authority, not just here on earth, but over the power of the enemy. That is why in the book, in the book of Luke chapter 10 verse 19, it says, Look, I have given to you power and authority over all the enemy so now we have power and authority over the devil over principalities he says we shall trample upon snakes and scorpions and nothing shall by any means hurt us so now we are living in great dominion we have dominion we have dominion more than we used to have dominion because of the death of christ on the cross he rescued us from the kingdom of darkness. The death of Jesus Christ rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. What I'm trying to say, this is a recap from our last episode, God's Engineering 2.0. I'm trying to wrap it up so that I can talk about this new identity that we found in Christ Jesus. So what I'm trying to say in essence now is our dominion is not just here on earth. Our dominion is not just here but we also have dominion over principalities and powers because now the devil doesn't have dominion over us. He doesn't have authority over us because the devil is under our feet. When God created man, he made us to have dominion. That is why he said, let us make man in our image. So we have the image of God inside of us and the likeness of God. The only thing is that we are covered with the body. We are covered in flesh. But the spirit is of God. Do you understand? The spirit is of God. We have God inside of us. We have God inside of us amen so now coming down to what we have for today the new identity adam is a representation of christ if we see the book of luke chapter 3 verse 38 it says canaan was the son of enosh enosh was the son of seth seth was the son of adam and adam was the son of God. So, Adam was the son of God and if you read the book of Luke, you will see the ancestors of Jesus Christ and 
the ancestors of Jesus Christ boils down to Adam. So Adam is an ancestor of Christ. Adam is Jesus' forefathers. I don't know if I'm making sense to you. Adam is that's why I said if you read the book of Luke, chapter 3, verse 38. Not just 38, read the whole book of Luke, then you'll be able to understand what I'm saying. Because it was from Adam came Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, Levi, Joseph, and uh, Joseph, gave, Joseph gave birth to Jesus. But there are so many other people in this lineage. These are generations. And then this generation begat Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ from the lineage of Adam. So Adam is an ancestor of Jesus Christ. So that's why I said Adam is a representation of Christ. Adam is more like the negative. Jesus is the positive. Because Adam disobeyed why Christ obeyed. You feel me? So that is why the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 19 says because one person disobeyed God, that's Adam, many became sinners. But because one person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. I believe you understand now. So, back to the identity. Now, to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave them the right to become children of God. This is John chapter 1 verse 12. So, the story of Adam has come and gone. Now, this is Christ we are talking about here. So, and remember, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And now, in the book of John chapter 1, he says, To all who believe in him and accepted him, he gave them the right to become the children of God. So that means once we have believed in Christ, remember Christ came and died for us and gave us back our dominion and gave us back our authority. And now, to be able to thrive in this world, to be able to thrive in this dominion and have perfect dominion, we need to believe in Christ and confess him as our Lord and Savior. And the moment we do that, we automatically become children of God that is when what we read about in the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 begin to apply let us make human beings in our image to be like us so at that point in time we become children of God inside of us we now have Christ inside of us it says Christ in you the hope of glory do you understand so when we have Christ inside of us we now begin to manifest God. You begin to manifest the likeness of God because initially God made man to be in his image and his likeness. So inside of us we have God. There is God inside of us. When we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior and confess him and believe in his name, then we begin to manifest the likeness of God which is inside of us. When God created us, let me break it down for you now. When God created us, he said, let us make man in our image to be like us and his likeness. So normally man has the likeness of God inside of him. But sin came into the world and made it look like as if we've lost the connection we have in God. And God sent his son Jesus Christ to come and die for us. And Jesus Christ came, died for us and restored this dominion inside of us. Remember before in the Old Testament, man doesn't have the kind of leverage he has now. 
before God speaks to the people with through a prophet. Do you understand? But now it is everyone. Salvation is free to everyone. We don't need to kill a calf and place the sin of everybody on the calf and slaughter it. Now it is Christ that has come and done it for us. So salvation is free to everyone. We don't need a prophet. What we need is to believe in Jesus Christ. We don't need a prophet. We don't need a prophet to come and prophesy for us. What we need is to believe in Christ because we already have his identity inside of us. Remember, from Abinishu, he said, let us make man in our image. So once you believe you have the likeness of God inside of you because we are spirits, what we are looking at here is flesh. When we die, it's this spirit that goes to be with the Lord, his likeness. Do you understand? So now we, sh- we have to believe, okay, yes, the spirit inside of me is God. This is God's image. So if I have God's image, what is there to be afraid of? He says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Remember, all these things came in the New Testament. It wasn't there in the Old Testament though. That's to tell you the kind of power you have inside of you as man. That's to tell you the kind of dominion and authority you have inside of you as man. This is what God has put inside of us. This is the dominion God has given us. All we need to do is to believe. Everything still boils down to this one word. Believe. Believe in Christ. Confess our sins. And every other thing will just happen. Everything will just play for our eye. Amen. Am I communicating? I believe positive. So, like I said, once we believe and accept Christ, we confess Christ as our Lord and personal Savior, inside of us, we now have God living inside of us. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us and we have Christ in us because Christ in you is the hope of glory. That is when you can now say, look, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world because greater is in you. Greater is in you. I want you all to tell yourself this, greater is in you. Greater is in you. Believe that greater is in you. You have the identity of Christ and this is a new identity. The moment you accept Christ into your life, the moment you accept Christ to be your Lord and personal Savior, the moment you confess Him, at that point, greater is He that is in you because then you have welcomed God into your life. You've welcomed Christ into your life. You've welcomed the Holy Spirit into your life. Praise the Lord. I've been holding myself not to say praise the Lord, but at the time, praise the Lord. I believe you are following. So, that is it. this is more like a teaching. I just needed to break it down for you all to understand. I thought about this in my church during the youth fellowship on Monday. So, I felt, okay, what will happen is I'll come here and tell you all about this to open your eyes and so you all can understand the kind of power and authority God has given to us as man. And one thing I need you all to understand is this. Remember that in the old, in the old, salvation wasn't free. We go through a prophet 
will go to the temple, will make sacrifices to God. But now, anyone can call down fire. <laughs> anyone can call down fire because why? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And the same thing applies to you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. All you need to do is believe in God's one and only son. That is why God said, because he loved the world, he had to send his son, Jesus Christ, to come and die for us. Whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And John 1, 12 said, but to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave them the right to become the sons and daughters of God. So, to become a child of God, to become God's son to be found in the lineage of god because this is a new identity we are not just having our own blood inside of us we are now having the blood of jesus christ inside of us so to become a child of god to be to be in the lineage of christ to reign over the devil to reign here on earth and over all principalities and powers we need to accept and believe in God's one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Only then do we have the right to become the sons and daughters of God. I believe I made sense. I believe I made sense. If you take your time and listen to God's Engineering 1.0, 2.0, you'll be able to understand where I'm coming from. It's, it's, it's been wonderful all this while. I was studying, I was doing a little bit of Bible study when I was coming through all these things and the Holy Spirit was just speaking to me that day and when he spoke to me about all this, I came out, I told my mom, this, look at this thing. And my mom was like, okay, yes, there's sense in it. And later, I went to church and more words were just coming in. It was just coming in and I was trying to document them and find a way to put it in order and then I was able to get this so I believe I I was able to touch someone I believe you all were able to understand what I am talking about greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world all you need to do is accept Christ as your Lord and personal Savior and I'm going to give you all the chance to accept him that's if you haven't accepted Christ before, I'm going to give you the chance. So if you're out there, you know you want to give God a chance in your life. You want him to come and take the wheel over your life and be the captain of your boat. Say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and personal Savior. From this day onwards, I want you to take the wheel of my boat and guide me be my captain i don't want to live life on my own i want you to live my life for me i want to live the life of jesus christ i want to portray the fruit of the holy spirit holy spirit come into my life and dwell take control over my life and make me right with god amen if you've said this word of prayer i believe the holy spirit has come into your life and now you've been made right with God and now greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God bless you. I pray your souls find a new joy, peace, love and calmness. Amen. One love as always. Cheers.